It is so well defined what we have to do today. We gotta go to work. We gotta do right offense. Hey everybody, it is the final podcast of the regular season, uh, Wade and Mac Wayne here, and Callum Squires is joining me again. How you doing, Callum? Good, thanks for having me back. Had a lot of fun last week. Nice it was back. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, except for some of the games. There were some shitty games, um, <laughs> some good results, some more playoff implications, but uh, it was also Christmas. How was your Christmas? It was nice, yeah, just home with the family here in, uh, in North London and uh, trying to... Uh keep the spirit of the season despite you know the usual family arguments that always ensue oh that's that is the spirit of the season though. family <laughs> it's not a family unless it's family fighting i miss my family so i can't wait to fight with them <laughs> it's all good i mean the family fights go on in the nfl as well but it's nice uh, christmas is done which means we're getting ready uh for week 17 which also means the nfl is going to mess with us and change the schedule of all the games they've now flexed a game on week 17 to 1 a.m in england time that is going to be the Obviously, the big game, which is the Indianapolis game, uh, that's going to be at 1.20 in the morning. Uh, and we'll be watching games Greenwood Pub this week. It's actually going to be open until uh, 12.30, so you can watch the end of all the 9 o'clock games, which is a good thing. So we're going to go through, take a look at some of the games that happened last week, and then talk about some of our predictions for this week. Let's start first. Washington, Tennessee. I uh, thought this would be a bigger game. Uh, Marcus Mariota goes down with a stinger. Washington, Josh Johnson, there's just nothing. They're helpless, hapless, nothing. Uh, but Tennessee has a chance to stay alive. Will they be able to do anything? How did you find this game? Yeah, I mean, I was I was surprised having bashed Adrian Peterson on the podcast uh, last week. He went for 119 yards, which was a nice change of pace for Washington, and he kind of uh, he kind of kept them in the game. They looked like they were going to sneak it for a little while in the fourth. Um, yeah. it was a fairly dour game to watch. I watched most of it, and uh, Johnson and as it ended up, Blaine Gabbert was not exactly the electric. Uh, no, he's never play. No, no. But it was it was good. I mean, Derek Henry continued his strong form. You know, another touchdown, eighty four yards. He didn't quite beat the OJ record. He was a couple hundred yards no, short of that. No, but, but he uh, can still kill a he can still kill his ex wife and a waiter if he wants. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think yeah, he should probably steer clear of that one. But yeah. um, but no, the uh, it was a gritty win. It was, it was a, gritty a gritty win. But I mean, Tennessee sort of barely keeps their hopes alive. But anyone who any uh, my philosophy is if your hopes are predicated on the last week, you're screwed anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, even if Tennessee gets in, and we'll get to Week 17 later, even if they do get in, I don't see them winning a playoff no. game, and certainly not without Mariota. It's Mar- like when they Mar- got Mar- in, is not back. When they got in last year and just got smoked, everyone's like, oh, you play the Patriots first. That's, that'll be good. <laughs> uh, here's a team I knew uh, this game would be slow. Man, was it a slow game. Chicago outlasts 14-9 over San Fran. San Fran plays uh, really tough football in these games. I was I was impressed by San Fran staying with them. I thought the Bears' defense was going to be enough to suffocate them, and in the end, it was. Yeah, but it, it took a while. And Chicago did their best to give San Francisco a chance. That, yeah. that fumble after the catch, I think it was Robinson. Yeah, um, had me going crazy in my front room watching that. I couldn't even imagine what your heart was doing at that point. Yeah, um, I was uh, I was just uh, just about to start a flu. Um, <laughs> so I was in denial of a flu coming on. I was like, oh, no, this yeah. is all crazy. They they tried to give it away, um, but and I think I think the issue for Chicago as has been mentioned all year is is the offense going to stand up in the playoffs? Well, um, that's it. And this weekend's game is is honestly a big for me kind of gut check for them heading into the playoffs. I don't think the Vikings are great, but it's no. a rivalry game. It's an important game for the Vikings. So it'll be interesting to see how the Bears do uh, this coming weekend. But I, I thought, you know, I, I couldn't understand what Mullins was doing on the final play of the game when he didn't yeah. run for the first down. Because um, I thought San Fran was just going to try and get down there and, and find a way to nick it in the end. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, the Bears defense speaks for itself and, and they held on in the end just about. 
Bears held up. Another team uh, whose defense I said was going to show up, and oh boy, did they ever. Uh, Baltimore uh, crushing L.A. Chargers 22-10. to uh, Lamar Jackson not using his feet but using his arms in this match. Uh, very good reaction to torch them. L.A., you know, was coming after him, but they just couldn't stop him. Yeah, Jack, I mean, Jackson going for 200 yards through the air on just 12 passes, not not bad at all for him. I mean, yeah. a large chunk of that came on the touchdown to Mark Andrews, who is fastly becoming kind of a, a, a very good tight end in this league. Um, yeah. He's, he's someone who, you know, the Ravens have been very vocal about saying he could be the next big tight end in the league to join the ranks of, you know, the Kelseys and the Zach Ertzes out there. Um, I, I I picked the charges in this one, and I was disappointed that it didn't go their way. Um, the the Gates fumble was a bit of a heartbreaker yeah, on a number of, of levels. I feel, feel bad for him, you know, as they say, he's... 38 years old. So, 38 years old, um, never kissed you know, a girl. I, I, I felt bad for Gates, and I felt bad for, for um, Rivers as well, like we said last week. Yeah. For their record to be what it is and for them to be the five seed is is a tough situation. But still in a playoff chance to actually take the number one seed, which is yes, messed up. Yeah. The mathemat- yes. mathematics are there for them to actually take first place, which is still ridiculous. The AFC is is absolutely ridiculous it with is. all the things that could happen, and there's so many permutations. But, yeah. I mean, in that particular game, I mean, you couldn't really argue Baltimore's defense was just suffocating and yeah. is dangerous, and it's going to be one of those where nobody's going to want to play them. No, I know. Well, I mean, there is a chance, though, that if they're with some of the math, they might be out anyway. So, you know. Yeah, honestly. Um, what, the, the good thing I did like about this game, though, I was playing in a final of fantasy, and uh, one of the guys I was against... Did not check his lineup to see that Melvin Gordon was out, and I won. I, I won a lot anyway. I mean, even if Mel, it would have taken Kyle Rudolph got me in there, but if if Melvin it would have taken Melvin Gordon scoring forty points for him to beat me. So I won. I won that pool. Screw you all. Uh, a game where we said Atlanta would come out and maybe uh, you know Cam Newton and his funny hat wouldn't. Atlanta crushing uh, Carolina twenty four to ten in this matchup. Atlanta's defense really putting on some pressure in Atlanta there. Yeah, I mean, well, not having Cam in the end as it as it went down and playing yeah. t- Taylor Heineke was was obviously going to limit the Carolina offense. McCaffrey still did what he does and mm-hmm. leads the league, and I think he's now broken the record for running back receptions in a season and leads the league. Yeah, he'd done a 50-50-50, yeah. and the only other person who did that was Walter Payton. It's honestly incredible, to be honest, what he's managed to do yeah. for their offense. Um, but yeah, Atlanta, you know, I mean, I spoke about Calvin Ridley, so I was very happy to see him pop up with a long touchdown, and uh, Matt Ryan, you know, throwing three touchdowns, 239 yards. Seven straight losses for the Panthers, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable considering where they were at six and two, and everyone jumping on the back. Yeah, no, exactly. It's uh, um, the, the wheels are coming off the scooter and putting them into the ditch. Um, so yeah, very difficult for them. Very difficult way to end the season out that way. Um, Baker Mayfield, man, this guy I putting himself him. up for Rookie of the Year, huh? I, I, I love him so much. Uh, I mean, there's nothing really to fight against here in a Jeff Driscoll-led Cincinnati team. They've lost a few big guys, uh, including Tyler Boyd, about this weekend. But, uh, you know, the, their defense continues to step up as well. Um, you know, there's some people looking at maybe he was looking angry at Hugh Jackson. He's like, I don't care. Um, but this was a really good matchup. I saw, I saw the quote of someone asked, were you staring down Hugh Jackson on the sidelines? And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. And that is yeah. my perfect level of petty. Yeah. Just, just to rub it in his face a little bit. I mean, I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. 284 yards, three touchdowns, 27 of 37 for Baker. Your man, Nick Chubb, who you said was going to have a big game, 100 yards. Yeah. I, 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 the only thing that was annoying about this game was it was a spread heartbreak. The, yeah. Cleveland had it in Oh, it was and, such yeah. a dick in the end. And yeah. there was one of those pools where we were seeing when the guy told him to bet on this one in the spread. And... Damn you, Cleveland. It was a heartbreaker. But I will say, 
I, and, and I feel like this is going to be a common thread over the next, you know, off-season and into next year. The Browns could be dangerous next season. They could I be. really think the Browns could be dangerous. They just need us. to they need to surround him with some tools. I mean, like, if he's able to have a good wide receiving core, they get back from some injuries, they have a few playmakers. Yeah, and also a coach that helps set it up. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, they're going to be interesting to see what they do with the coaching position in the off-season. I really like the use of Chubb, the use yeah. of Mayfield, the grittiness to win those games. Landry is for me a very elite receiver he's taken his time to find his repertoire with uh, with Mayfield if they could get a true second receiver that would really help because with Njoku who's a young talented yeah. tight end they've, they've got some pieces on offense they just need a tiny bit of an upgrade to really push <coughs> in what is a competitive division in the NFL. No for sure I mean but these two teams I mean the fact that they've come out of this they've you know, been able to put this together you know uh, and, and Baker Mayfield's played you know, like a very uh, experienced quarterback. He's, he's not playing like you would expect him in a first-year quarterback. He's actually playing with quite a bit of confidence and commitment. E- easy to see how he could be considered. Um, but we'll, we'll see how he sort of goes out through the rest of the weeks. Uh, Tampa Bay, Detroit, or Dallas. Uh, Dallas, again, continues to move along. Tampa Bay... I mean, this wasn't a very exciting game at all. Uh, a bit of running. on red zone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was hardly anything. I mean, Dallas continues to move on. It doesn't matter for Dallas. They're stuck in the same spot. No matter what happens, they're stuck in, in, in fourth place. So, you know, there's nothing that's really good to change. You know, I don't think they'll play hardly anyone this week. But, you know, a game, a boring game. Tampa Bay, this will be Dirk Cutter's last game, I'm sure, coming up forward. Minnesota-Detroit. Minnesota really showed up against a really anemic Detroit team. Uh, Kirk Cousins played... But is anyone really scared of Minnesota? I mean, as I said earlier, any team that's struggling to make it into the playoffs, by the time you get to those next rounds, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've said already Minnesota, they have some nice pieces. The Thielen-Diggs combo is very good. Rudolph appeared like a Christmas miracle yeah. for you for your, you know... Amazing, Rudolph, thank you. 122 yards and two touchdowns out yeah. of nothing all season. Yeah. Um, and he is a very good tight end on his He day. is, he just hasn't um, been used well enough. And I think it's because because his long uh, yard coverage was being checked, yeah. he was hitting Rudolph for a lot of mid-yard catches. And, 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 that, and really, you know, the problem, you know, when you add those weapons to Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray in the backfield, for me, and their defense is so... Yeah. For me, the problem is just is Kirk Cousins. He's just not quite there. He looked good in this game, I thought. Um, three touchdowns, 253 yards through the air. But we're going to see how he does against the Bears this week. And yeah, really no, exactly. On the line. And, you know, and, it, and there's chances they might play the Bears two weeks in a row. Yeah. So it's a real mathematical skulldiggery. Uh, but, yeah, it's still not impressive. I mean, anyone could beat Detroit. I mean, at this point, Bama could beat Detroit. So, um Giants uh, lose in a real tight game, Indianapolis. Uh, tight game for Indianapolis in this game. Uh, but Andrew Luck still continues to roll along. He he pulled it out when they really needed it. Yeah. Mar- Marlon Mack was really held in check. Um, and, you know, for him to throw that touchdown to Chester Rogers right at the end of the game, um, to steal it and keep them now in this winning, yeah. winning in-game against uh, Tennessee this weekend was, was huge for them. I feel sorry for the Giants. I think they've, they've actually had a worse season... They've had a better season than their record shows. Sure. They've lost a lot of close games, a lot of tight games. They a lot are, of people. Yeah, a lot yeah. of injuries. And, you know, they're still... With with Eli at quarterback, you wonder where the limitations are. Odell's yeah. been out for a while. I mean, they're going to be okay. Barkley's going to be a monster for a long sure. time to come. But I, what I wanted to say about Indianapolis is I, for a long time, have felt like T.Y. Hilton is probably one of the most underrated receivers in the league. I think T.Y. is, is superb. And again, yeah. last weekend, you know, upwards of 100 yards in his, in his receiving core and, and did a really nice job. And if, if Indianapolis are going to go anywhere this year, the trio of Mac Hilton and Luck is really what's going to push them forward. I mean, Hilton, I mean, 
he is one of those sort of warriors of the road. He's been on for so long. He's been playing for so long. But yeah, you you, you sort of you know you feel for it. You wonder you know their Indianapolis defense is starting to come together. Will they have the tools that are able to get them to the next you know lex- levels of everything? Uh, some crazy mass involved of what can happen. Um, but yeah, it was a fun game to watch, and and that's some, something we thought was going to happen. Uh, but Indianapolis pulls it off at a one point victory. Uh, the next one we had Jacksonville, Miami. Wow, what a stinker this was. Tannehill couldn't get anything together. Um, and you think he'd try to beat Jacksonville. I mean, their pass rush is, is superb. Um, but what a stinker of a game, really. The Dolphins scored a touchdown five minutes into the game and failed to score a point for the rest of the game. And yeah. that's all you need to know. You're not going to win a game with seven points on the board after five minutes and failing to score for the rest of it. It's, it's just not going to happen in the NFL. And, you know, Blake Bortles made his return, which actually gave... The yeah, give him a bit of fire. Lift, you know, yeah, yeah, because no, yeah. he can run, and uh, yeah, the rest of their, you know, they, they can't play. I mean, you know, he was he's, he gives a bit of an injection. You know, unlike the other, uh, unlike everyone else on the team, he can actually run the ball. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the Dolphins held Fournette in check, which yeah. is actually quite impressive. However, they allowed Blake Bortles to run for first downs multiple times, and that's it, it was it was a tough game to watch as a game and as yeah. a Dolphins fan. It was really tough to watch because, again. Uh, the Finns did their best to make nothing out of a present of the the miracle against New yeah. England, and then two back to back defeats in games that you could have considered them winning. And uh, now they're fighting for a five hundred percent season this weekend, and I don't yeah. even know if they're going to get that. So very very doubtful, but we'll see. Uh, another AFC matchup was Buffalo, uh, only losing by twelve to New England. Uh, New England twenty four, Buffalo twelve. Um, you know, Buffalo defense kept them in check. It, it really, you know, there's a lot of there's you know some interceptions, drop balls. Tom Brady's looking good. He's had a good season, but is he looking great? I don't know. Buffalo still has a really exciting defense to watch play. I th- I, yeah, I thought Brady underwhelmed in this game. They ran the ball a lot. They only really had the, the touchdown to Edelman, which was a great play yeah. um, for him through the air. Gronkowski completely shut out, which I know cost a lot of people oh, in man. fantasy games. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this. what's ridiculous is, you know, we've gone through all these problems. New England squeaking some wins, losing more games than usual, and they're still going to get a bye. And that's what is well. Yeah, there, there is some ways that they can't get a buy, but yeah, there I, are some I, ways. I don't see them losing this weekend. No, I know. And so I think they're going to end up with the buy. Well, maybe something will happen at Miami. Who knows? Maybe they could get it, but uh, there are some ways that things can happen, especially with the Chargers. Uh, let's go into the next one: Green Bay Jets. Jets were up on a huge lead. Aaron Rodgers looked good. Uh, too bad it came too little, too late. Um, yeah, this was an interesting one for in terms of comeback wise. I mean, I thought Green Bay minus 2.5 last week was the bet of the week. No yeah. brainer, guaranteed, printing money. And then halfway through the third quarter, I looked like an idiot. Yeah. And thankfully, my prediction of Aaron Rodgers going crazy worked out, though I wasn't expecting it to be with two rushing touchdowns. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there were some really bad pass interference calls. Yeah. Two really bad ones yeah. and Nick shouldn't. That I, I was going to throw something at TV. <laughs> I immediately said, this is absolute bullshit. Because the fact is a receiver fell down. And they called it a pass interference. If I were the Jets, I'd be livid. You know, that's just, it's horrible. It was absolutely horrible football. And the fact that these refs, they should be fired for that. That was a horrible refing game. Yeah, it was a tough break for the Jets, for sure. I mean, the Jets, I mean, neither of those teams really had anything to play for. I will say I thought Robbie Anderson, again, superb. Yeah, Robbie was great. 140 yards and a touchdown on nine catches, which is which is good. He, you know, he continues to be their main threat down the field. And I, the Jets have some pieces. They just need... Darnold looked good. Darnold's yeah, playing good football. Him. But I just... My whole thing was it was such bad refing. I was so upset. And whatever Aaron Rodgers people think, yeah, yeah a good thing. 
is, is bullshit as far as I'm concerned. Doesn't matter if you're getting playing on bullshit calls where people, no, I'm do over, do over, let me do it again, do over. You know, people like that, kids like that. That's exactly how it felt. Do over. And these pass interference calls in overtime, two of them that were garbage. Ah, frustrating. But <laughs> whatever, you're out of the playoffs. Go learn to golf. Um, They'll be back with a vengeance <clears throat> next year, though, I no, worry. Nah, no, they won't. <laughs> nah, no, they won't. All right, Houston, Philadelphia. Oh, man, what a game this was. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, man, they are starting to play. Nick Foles. Jeez Louise, Nick Foles. Over 400 yards, four touchdowns. He, this ri- guy was he rises again. Just when you think Napoleon Dynamite's out, he comes back, man. I mean, maybe it's just something about December and January that Nick Foles is magic in. I mean, he he, he was fantastic in this game. I mean, we, we watched this one together. Yeah. Um, a, a, a real, a great game. Yeah. All, all the things. Houston looked dead and buried yeah. at 29-13 or 29-16, what, 29-16, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and then Deshaun Watson, Deshaun who Watson. himself was superb. Yeah. You know, he throws, he throws for 339 <clears throat> yards and two touchdowns and runs for two more as well. Um, both it was really the, the quarterback show yeah. in this game um, and I was surprised that Houston's defense gave up the field goal drive I thought yeah. that Houston would see it out when they went up with by one point with a minute or two left yeah. um, but to be fair Philadelphia winning has helped make this weekend a little bit more interesting sure it um, is frustrating that you know it's kind of given the Patriots the bye likely with yeah. Houston losing but, uh, <laughs> but a great game and yeah I mean hey I'm cheering for Nick Foles. I mean, you know, anyone who beats the Patriots in the Super Bowl is going to get uh, a little bit of support. I, hey, I'm always good for that. Again, as you said, it's a little disappointing that, you know, it is nice to see New England getting knocked out of that seat because it makes it all... Anyone going into Foxford, it's, it's a tougher game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily, the, the Super Bowl is in a dome, so he'll have to deal with that if he makes it all the way through against Drew Brees. Uh, Rams, Arizona. We knew this one would be a blowout, and sure enough, the Rams did blow them out. Not huge, not over 40 points. Uh, gave Arizona three touch or three field goals. You know, not a big, not a big matchup in this one in in, in terms of really anything noticeable. No, I mean the, the only real noticeable thing for me that I had was the Rams running game with Gurley being out. CJ Anderson came in and put on a bit of a show. 20, yeah. 20 carries, one hundred sixty seven yards, and a touchdown. Um, LA did what they needed to do to win this game, and that was not a lot. Yeah, um, Josh Rosen. 12 for 23 for 87 yards, which seems to be his stat line every single week. Um, and for me, Arizona have to be asking, was this the right choice? And well, I mean, I'm not convinced. He's really the true show of what a rookie quarterback usually does in the first yeah. year. If you put a rookie in, that's what they're going to do. They're going to put up performances like that. Also, they don't have a lot of offensive line. They don't have a lot of weapons. you got Larry Fitzgerald and who else? So, you know, but he doesn't have that good a vision. I don't think he has very good quarterback IQ. Uh, Rams obviously very happy with this result, but everyone knew this was going to happen. The late game, which we're watching as well, Pittsburgh, New Orleans. Uh, Pittsburgh keeping heroics, but Drew Brees still puts on a show, man. This was a game. This was a good game to watch. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was going to be close. I thought Pittsburgh would cover the spread, and they did. They did They did well to do that in the end. Um, I, I, I was heartbroken for Juju Smith-Schuster because it looked... Yeah. Uh, it was all set up for a Pittsburgh game-winning drive, which would have been <coughs> a surprise, but it would have made it, you know, continue to make it interesting if they'd got the field goal and tied it, taken to yeah. overtime or something. That fumble was really tough. He was yeah. just... He was lying on top of someone. He gets punched out. It was the show of the wide receivers, though, for me. You know, Michael Thomas... 11 for 109 a touchdown Brown yeah. 14 for 186 and two touchdowns um, I, I'm, I'm sad to see the Steelers be eliminated yeah um, I I hope they could still sneak in this weekend but I just don't think it's going to happen yeah it's and it's, it's tough for them because they've won some good games but they've lost games they really shouldn't have and that Oakland one stands out yeah. if they'd beaten Oakland they wouldn't be in this situation so it's kind of all on their own head and now oh, the no, question for is sure. does, does Mike Tomlin move on maybe 
you know, with the Le'Veon Bell and everything that's happened, is this kind of a reset moment for the Steelers? I don't think so. I think I would keep Tomlin around, but I've heard suggestions that Green Bay are interested in Tomlin. Sure. Um, and you could see that as an inter- interesting job, yeah. for sure. No, he's an intense intense guy, and obviously he, he's shielded and de- deflected really well this season in terms of, uh, you know, the Le'Veon Bell situation and the stories that are going on there. Um, but, yeah, it'll be very interesting for him going forward and, and in terms of... Um, that, but you know, it was a tight game. Uh, I think people that showed how you can beat New Orleans and how you can keep them in check, which they did a good job. Obviously, New Orleans not totally focused, but focused well enough. Um, but New Orleans keeps moving on at home field advantage, and they're all doing well. Uh, Kansas City, Seattle, man, Seattle, as I said, plays tough football, and boy, did they ever play tough football in this game. Patrick Mahomes uh, had a tough time, but Russell Wilson was really moving this ball around. Running game worked. I mean, good victory for Seattle. Yeah, they were solid. They were they were really solid and quite impressive. You know, putting up thirty eight any day is a good is a good job. And you know, even the Kansas City defense is a bit leaky. But uh, I thought Mahomes still had some magic moments, the sidearm pass and no look, all yeah. this stuff. He just does special things, and I think he's gonna. I th- I think KC will win their first playoff game when it gets to that. And yeah. I, I think he'll he'll look back on this season as you know, an incredible year for him. To be honest, he's definitely in the MVP conversation. But Wilson was superb. He was and. You've got to say, as far as quarterbacks who've had the experience and could maybe go and win on the road, Seattle could be dangerous in the playoffs. They could be. They could be. I mean, a lot of playoff implications that go on there, but Seattle is playing some fun football, but they play really good at home, but they won't be playing at home for a while. <clears throat> Last game, a team at home. Jai said was going to play plucky and boy to the ever. The woeful Denver Broncos and the crappy Case Keenum lose to an exciting Baker, or sorry, a Derek Carr. And the Oakland uh, Oakland Raiders uh, playing their last game at home. It was the last game, and obviously it's Oakland. So in the last game, fans storm the field and steal shit, which they did. Uh, but Oakland wins it twenty-seven to fourteen. I I mean, I actually don't think this win did Oakland anything good in the long term. I mean, they should have been trying to get a higher draft pick. I think they have um, enough draft picks already. Yeah, fair enough. To be fair, with all the trades they've made, I mean. Denver suffered as soon as Lindsay went out, and I'm yeah. personally heartbroken that he might miss the Pro Bowl because he's had a hell of a first Yeah, he's year probably going to. It looks that's like. three, four weeks I've seen. So I don't, I don't see a way he plays in the Pro Bowl, which is tough. But the Broncos are terrible. I mean, well, let's be honest. Nobody rough. watches the Pro Bowl, and you don't get tackled. <laughs> yeah. Like, what time's I mean, it on? One o'clock. I'm going to see people barely hit each other, and they yeah. bring their girlfriends to Hawaii instead of their wives. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. The Pro Bowl doesn't really matter much, but it's. I'm just sad for him personally because I know it means a lot to a lot of the players to make. Sure, no. Anytime you get, anytime yeah. you know, you go from being undrafted to being recognized, yeah. you know, for for your efforts is an amazing, uh, amazing thing. So, but now we're going to preview and start looking at some of the games we've got ahead this week. So we'll start with some of the games. Obviously, the six o'clock games that we'll go through. Start with uh, Dallas and uh, New York Giants. Um, doesn't really matter what Dallas does. They're probably going to rest. <clears throat> they're going to rest most of their guys. A lot of these guys are going to rest this week because they're four seed. Why waste anyone? Um, Giants, as you say, are playing some fun football. So will their fun football come out? Yeah, I mean, I, I have the Giants winning this game largely because I think that Dallas will rest some guys. Yeah. Uh, Sterling Shepard was very good last weekend, and, you know, I've gone on about Barkley repeatedly. I actually think the, the Beckham-Shepard one-two punch is a pretty nice one for the yeah. Giants moving forward. Um I I, th- I think they'll win. I think Dallas might cover the spread. I was surprised when I looked at it and I saw uh, New York as six point favorites, which I thought was a little bit high. Yeah, um, I think uh, this. I had six and a half. Yeah, uh, and this one we have six. Yeah, so, so the line has gone down yeah. a little bit. I, I I'm gonna call it twenty to seventeen for the Giants. Okay. I think it'll be a little bit more low scoring than yeah. some of the other games have been. Dallas's defense, even when they've substituted, it appears has kind of you know. Uh, 
held up well. So I think I think the Giants will take that one. Yeah. Um, twenty to seventeen. Um, but Dallas will probably cover the spread. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think the Giants are going to win this one as well. I've got it twenty-three to sixteen. Uh, it's the last home game. I don't know if you've seen, but there's a lawsuit going on with some fans who are suing the team for the right to be able to yell vulgarities at the team. It's a big lawsuit <laughs> going on. They they think they should be able to yell f you and whatever they want. Uh, but motivation. Giants will play at home. You know, a lot of these times in these in these sort of Christmas holiday ones, everyone's in really good mood. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people still aren't back to work fully. Now there's that sort of haze of what do I do now? Can I day drink? And um, people will be. So I've got this one twenty three sixteen. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans, um, you know, I don't see any Saints players playing in this game. Um, you know, there's no point. You've got Ty- Teddy Bridgewater versus Tyler Henneke or Kyle Allen. Um, <laughs> you know, so really there's no motivation for New Orleans. There's no motivation to hurt anyone. There's no reason to put Ingram or Kamara or anyone or even Drew Brees in because nothing's going to matter. So just play your second guys. And they played so many undrafted guys already this season. Yeah, I mean, you could... You could even play Taysom Hill at running back if you wanted to, you yeah. know, with with the skill set he's got and everything that he's been doing for them. I mean, I, I think I think New Orleans will win this game largely because, you know, the the no Cam Newton factor yeah. does, does come into it for sure. Heineke is is not an elite level quarterback or hasn't. Well, shown even if he's hurt, then it's Kyle Allen yeah. versus Teddy if, if, Bridgewater. If plays. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what Bridgewater does. I've, I'm, yeah. I'm I, I've liked him in the past. I hope he gets a, a chance to do something here. And you know, he's from everything I've read, he seems to be part of. You know, they seem to be very happy with him in, in New yeah. Orleans. Um, <coughs> but uh, yeah, I, I had it twenty eight seventeen for New Orleans okay. covering covering the uh, the nine point spread. Um, but I. I mean, yeah, a lot of these, it is week 17, a lot of these games are somewhat meaningless, but I, yeah. in, in New Orleans as well, I don't see any way they, they don't win that one. Yeah, I've got them winning it, but not really caring. Uh, I've yeah. got a 21-14, mm-hmm. seven-point spread that I've got it at. Obviously, the line's been moving up and down, but I've got it at a seven-point spread. Um, they're not going to really care. You know, so many teams in, in this whole week are going to be watching the scores, and they're going to be feeding in, who's winning this, who's winning yeah. this, because they're going to know how to do, and that's when you're going to start seeing... Um, you know, substitutions start coming on. Uh, but New Orleans will be playing at home. It's always fun for the fans at home, but it'll be fun. And I think that, you know, the secondary guys and these undrafted guys really mix it up a lot. <clears throat> Off of the AFC, uh, New York Jets 4-11 at the 10-5 and New England Patriots. Obviously, the, some, the Patriots have been benefited for some good luck lately, uh, but it looks like starters Gronk and Brady will both be out. <clears throat> Although Sonny Michelle might be in. Uh, who knows? Are they going to fully play hard? I mean, does New England need to go to 11-5? Um, we'll see what happens in this one. Because, I mean, the New York Jets D has been playing. They're not as good as the Buffalo D, and the Buffalo D really thwarted them. But Sam Darnold played fun. So be interested to see what he does against this, uh, knowing that, you know, how this game goes. Because it looks like Todd Bowles will probably get fired next year. And historically, teams who are firing their head coach don't play like anything. They don't really care anymore. No, I mean, I, I, I think New England will take the game regardless. I, I don't think the Jets are good enough to go there and uh, to go there and win. And, you know, I, I think New England needs to win the game to secure the two-seat yeah. over Houston. So I think they'll make sure they win the game. Um, it's a whether they pull them a half. That's what a lot of yeah, people do. Yeah, I mean, I, I have it 31-14, New okay. England. I can see them being up big at halftime and, and the Jets coming back into it a little bit. Um, but I... I, I I think New England will take it comfortably. When they've been effectively gifted this chance to be the two seed, I just don't see them giving it up at this point. Yeah, no, I've, I've got it 30-16, to 16, but the reason I've got it that is, is that they're going to play Brady and probably Gronk, even though Gronk will probably be his last. This will probably be his last season. Um, 
Because the told Todd Bowles being fired thing, I don't think the team's really going to play for that much. They're going to have a much gusto or gumption. So, yeah, I think it'll be sort of over by then, and then they'll just have some fun, mess the ball around. You know, Belichick's going to try to take out Darnold as an option. Um, so I could see them limiting that. Uh, now we've got Detroit, Green Bay in the NFC North. 5-10 and 10 Detroit at 6-8-1 Green Bay. Green Bay favored by 7.5 after all his bullshit he pulled last week. Um... And, you know, Detroit could barely even get at Kirk Cousins. You know, will they be able to get at, at Matt Stafford? on Johnson's out, so it's going to be up to LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, and, and with all those reasons you just listed, I, th- I think Green Bay will win it at home as well. Um, Rodgers, with the fortunate calls he had last week, he, he still made some nice throws and was able to bring them back from the dead, I thought. Yeah. And I kind of see that continuing. Um, I had it twenty eight seventeen for Green Bay. Okay. Um, I think they'll. I think they'll win the game. I don't think the Lions have enough to uh, keep up with them, basically. Yeah. And, and make it make it a match. I th- I could see Stafford throwing a touchdown or two, but uh, I think Green Bay will have too much offensively. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, unfortunately, I mean they're just going to play this to the fans. There'll probably be a lot of booing, although they'll probably think Aaron for the season. Um, but Legarrette Blount, I think, have a good game. Um, it's just really hard. It's hard for them to play. There's no, none of these guys have a chance at anything. So it's just a. It's not really anything on the line. It's just a Merry Christmas movie. I get a twenty-eight to twenty, Green Bay covering the spread. Uh, AFC dirt show in this one. Uh, five and ten Jacksonville. Ten and five Houston. This one's going to be on Sky. It looks like forty-four point seven points favorites for Houston. Uh, they can get the number two seed. They're going to have to play their starters. Jacksonville defensive line has been playing really well, although Demarius Thomas is also being out. Uh, so will Bortles come in instead of Kessler? How does this game? This is going to be an interesting but not so interesting game. Yeah, I've, I've seen reports saying that they think Bortles will start this week, yeah. um, which I think, to be honest, is the right move. I, I don't know that I would have benched him in the first place, um, but he's, he came back with a vengeance and, and squished the fish, the Dolphins, yeah. last weekend. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Bortles will help them improve a little bit, but I don't see them competing with Houston. I think Houston's defense is almost now what Jacksonville wants to be, really, yeah. and used to be to an extent. They haven't been able to keep up the same pace as they had last year. Looks like Jalen Ramsey might be trying to get out in the offseason as well. Sure. Um, so I have I have Houston winning 24-10. to 10. Um, Houston, as you said, has to go out yeah. firing because they, uh, they need the win. So, the problem I will have in this game that I will see is the defense is really starting to step up for Jacksonville. You know, they, their, their front line has been playing a lot better football, and they showed that last week against Miami. You know, when you, it's noticeable that, you know, Houston has probably one of the worst offensive lines in football. And now when we're getting into the NFL playoffs, we're really seeing that defenses really matter. And this could be a big thing for them. So I've got it 23-16 to 16 for Houston to win, uh, just right on the line. But I think Deshaun Watson's going to be a lot of pressure. Jacksonville's going to play screw you football. Um, and they should have some fun, but it's not going to be one of the games I'm really going to be fully focused on. Either this one. I think it also probably it might be Blake Bortles', Blake Bortles last game. Speaking of people who have their last game, will this be Dirk Cutters and Jameis Winston's last game? Atlanta, 6-9, and nine, visiting the 5-10 and 10 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Atlanta has woeful injuries all season. Matt Ryan's been playing great football, just hasn't had a lot of people to throw to. 51.5 points in the over-under here. Um, be interesting to see how they're able to deal with this. Tampa Bay really doesn't have anything to throw at it. They're running and get stopped. Who knows if they're going to be able to go deep on this one. Yeah, I mean, if, if Mike Evans is held in check, their offense really stutters. Um, Deshaun Jackson is a game-breaker, but 
if you can't get him deep, he's not going to do a whole lot otherwise. Um, I think Atlanta wins this one. I was a little bit surprised to see Tampa Bay as the favourite, um, yeah. to be honest. Um, but I, I, I think Matt Ryan has enough weapons to uh, create some trouble. I have a 28-24 okay. for the Falcons. And again, yeah, I possibly Winston and Carter's last game in, in yeah. Tampa Bay. I mean, Jameis has some, has some talent, but has had numerous problems on and off the field. And... I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tampa Bay say, well, we'll run with Fitzmagic for a couple of years and see where that or goes. Just see or if they trade or draft, draft or try to yeah. get somebody else. I think that what they'll try to do. But Dirk Cutter, they want to go in a different direction. It's yeah. not the direction you want your team going because it doesn't look like there's any direction to the team. Jameis doesn't seem to be the strong enough starter to actually lead the team and doesn't seem to have that motivation. The fact that he was chewing out those offensive linemen mm. a few weeks ago shows you, you can't take that stuff on the field. I've got this one as a closer one. Atlanta 23 at Tampa Bay 20. Again, a bit of a stink fest. Then we move in again to the AFC East. We're moving back to your team. Seven and eight Miami at the five and ten Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored by three and a half. Josh Allen has been running, and Miami cannot stop runs. Um, so this could be Tannehill's last game as well. Probably they were saying. I could think it being Tannehill's last game. He hasn't really endeared himself to the town. Plus the injuries and losing to Jacksonville. This is gonna be a tough game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to pick the Dolphins. I'd like to, but I've lost all faith. And I don't see any way that the Dolphins go into Buffalo and come out with the win. Um, I think they might cover the spread. I think they might keep it close. Um, but I I don't know that... I, I don't know that they can go into Buffalo and win. Josh Allen, like you said, has been running all over the shop and, and doing a really nice job with his legs. Yeah. So um, I had it 17-14 Buffalo. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Um both offenses are somewhat anemic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Josh Allen, I, I can see it coming down to a field goal to win it, and I think, well, I think Buffalo will steal it. Yeah, it's interesting enough because they played each other in week 13, and Buffalo had scored them 475 yards to 175, or 415 yards to 175 yards, and still lost. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be something that weighs on you. It's like we outscored them so much, so many more yards, and we still lose. So I have Buffalo winning this one comfortably. I've got a 28 to 20. Uh, Buffalo. And uh, there'll be lots of snow. It's going to be a lot of problems. That If it gets too much snow, I would bring my score down, total score. But I still have them winning this handily. Now we move to the 9 o'clock games, or 4 o'clock as it would be in the U.S. Uh, and, of course, they've flexed a whole bunch of these. So screw you, England, and the rest of the world. You have to wait and watch these late. Uh, first one, Oakland against Kansas City. Kansas City um, scored 40 points in them last time. It hasn't scored 40 points in a while. Um, Kansas City... Could use a win there, 11-4, 13.5-point favorites, or 4-11 uh, Oakland. Doug Martin, will he be back? I, uh, how do we see this running game going? Well, I, I think it's interesting that, like we mentioned earlier, Kansas City could end up as the five seed yeah. <laughs> if, if, if things went LA's way. Yeah. Um, so I think Kansas City are going to have to play their guys and, and go out to win the game, and I, th- I think they will handily to lock yeah. up that first seed. I think it's a really good thing for the Chiefs to end up with home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and so... Um, Arrowhead is an intimidating place to it's be. It's going to be huge um, for them. So I think it'll be rocking against uh, the Raiders. I have it 37-17 for okay. KC. I think they'll get their offense going. They've scored 30 points numerous times this year and, and, and in really good shape. Um, offensively, it's whether the defense can hold up. And I think this is not a bad game for them. Yeah. Uh, Damian Williams, you know, like you said, was, was, was impactful in that yeah. Seattle game. Um, and even the game before, you know, he, he's, had, he's had some nice touches since he's come in. Um I, he's not Kareem Hunt, and that might end up being the downfall of the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yeah, but I think they'll they'll win this game and handily. I think. 
Yeah, I think that as well. The home field advantage, the Christmas time, the, the fever and everyone has. They know they're going to the playoffs. Kansas City traditionally screws in the playoffs. So it could be the last game they watch. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I've got Kansas City rolling over them 42-17. to 17. Um, Funny that we're close on those scores. Uh, next one, this is uh, Nick Foles in the house. Uh, uh, they are six and a half point favorites. Eight and seven Philadelphia over the seven and eight Washington Redskins. So many playoff implications here with Philadelphia to see what happens. Um, but obviously Washington uh, getting rid of uh, Deji Swearinger this week um, because um, his mouthy, pretty much. Um, so how is this going to affect? I mean, I thought Washington might... I thought that might inspire them to play screw you football to Philadelphia, but losing Swearinger, I think, is really just knocks the defense out. Yeah, I mean, Washington are really doing their best to become the most horrible franchise in all of sports, I think. Um, the, the name is a problem in the first place, and then everything else that goes with them, you know, signing Ruben Foster, getting yeah. rid of DJ Swearinger for having an opinion. Um, so I've got no real interest in supporting Washington in any way yeah. right now. Um, I, th- I think Philadelphia will win this handily. Um, we've already mentioned Nick Foles and what he did last yeah. week. I think that when you look at what n- what needs to happen for Philadelphia to get into the playoffs, obviously they have to win. Um, and we'll get to the rest of the equation later. Yeah. But I have it 27-10 Eagles. Yeah. I thought their offense actually looked good with Foles last week against Houston. And that's yeah. a decent defense. And so if you can get Alshon Jeffrey going, Zach Ertz is a big threat. Yeah. And they've got... Numerous running backs who are individually not great, but I kind of like them as a core staff altogether. Just move um, it all around yeah, them. Yeah, well, Adams and Sproles and Smallwood and Clement. Yeah. It's it's a four-headed snake, and you're not really sure if any of them are going to be good. Yeah. But collectively, they seem to be able to find a way to make it work, so I'm, I'm going Eagles. Yeah, they use them, but I would have taken Washington, actually, if Swearinger wasn't gone, because mm. I think that they really would love to mess up Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And as I said, again, teams that always need to make it always seem to choke. You know, it's like, we need to make this game, guys. They, ah. Especially being in Washington. But now that Swearinger's out, I think, you know, a lot of that he was sort of a fun, dynamic part of the locker room. I think a lot of people will just be like, ah, you know what? This is it. This is season. You know, Philadelphia shuts down the run really well, so I don't see AP having a big one in this one. Uh, but I've got it Philadelphia 23, Washington 16, just on a seven-point line. Uh, another game that has to be watched and won, uh, Cleveland. Uh, seven seven and one against Baltimore nine and six. Uh, Lamar Jackson used his arms as opposed to his legs last week against Chargers. Um, but you're facing a, team, a Cleveland team that has really good cover defense. Um, so they'll have to rely on probably Gus Edwards in this one. Uh, Baker Mayfield just playing solid knockout football. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how you know Cleveland plays this tight and if Baltimore is really motivated because they need to win this one. I think this is the uh, how how good are the Ravens game sure. because Cleveland are a sneaky team they're, pr- they're actually genuinely someone who can cause some problems um, what I will say about this is I expect both defences to step up so yeah. in, in your over under I'm taking the under in this one yeah. uh, personally um, I'm going I, re- I really want to pick Cleveland um, for whatever reason I don't have an affinity for the Ravens and I, I like the way Cleveland's playing right yeah. now but I can't bring myself to say Cleveland will pull this off yeah um, I know the Steelers are certainly playing that they do, um, but I'm going to give it twenty to seventeen for Baltimore, yeah. and I'll have Cleveland covering that spread. Um, but uh, yeah, I th- I think th- I can see this coming down to Justin Tucker's leg. Yeah, that he was kicking from 
everywhere last week. Yeah, it was there. great. Yeah, yeah, on my was, team. Yeah. It was fantastic to see. Yeah. Um, I'm not in any... I, they're not afraid of kicking a field goal with Tampa no. anywhere. So I can see it being, you know, an overtime game-winning field goal or one to tie it and then, you know, something late to win it with a yeah. field goal. Um, the Ravens have just enough pieces to, to sneak this game. Um, they've beaten teams who are better than the Browns in recent weeks and you have to put that into into account. Yeah. Um, so as, as much as I would... Love to see a shootout and make this and the Pittsburgh game so interesting. I think I think the Ravens will take it in a low-scoring affair. Yeah, I've, the whole thing about these games in Week 17 is is that if you see someone's blowing someone out by halftime, you take you just put on your subs. You know, because there's no point if you know it's over and you know the math is done. But this one, I mean, you've got Burfecht and Kirkpatrick out uh, for Cincinnati. Or sorry, that's a wrong game. <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong one uh, for Baltimore. I don't know. I just I just find that this is a real tough one for them. Um, and, you know, you, you want to lay off. You don't want to put everyone on there. Uh, maybe Gus Edwards is used. I've got it 30 to 28 mm-hmm. in, a, in a tight game. Okay. Uh, but still again, tight, though, those still tight. still tight. I think Cleveland's going to keep it tight. I think because of the division rivalry they have in each other, I think it's going to be one of those things where they're just like, F you, and sort of keep it. But again, those scores, the 30 to 28, I think will drop at halftime if, if other, they see other scores. People just give up. But I still see Baltimore irking it out but not covering the six points. Do you have any belief that Cleveland could steal it and make things interesting? Yeah, of course. I think FU football, I mean, again, as I said, anytime there's a chance that you have to win a game, that's when you don't win it, you know? It's that must-win game, and sometimes people throw in your face because they got nothing to lose. It's going to be a gut check for Lamar Jackson, for sure, yeah. because this is the season. Yeah. And Flacco sat on the bench, and if things aren't going well, do they turn to Flacco and try and throw it? I don't know. There was a really interesting yeah. clip I saw on Twitter this week of Flacco, RG3, and Jackson having a discussion during the game last week. I mean, that's a pretty good quarterback yeah. room, the three of them. Yeah. They've all had some success. Oh, no, for talent. sure. So I, I, I think Baltimore will win it, but the, the pressure on Jackson is is immense in this game. Totally, and they're going to look and mix it around. I mean, one of the reasons he's been so successful is that he does a different style of football than Flacco. Flacco's six foot seven, six foot eight, sorry, stands up and just tosses the ball. Um, and he's got a good arm on him. He's just missed in a lot of connections. He hasn't had the wide receivers he had this year. Jackson opened it up and, and made things that you had to rely on the quarterback as well. You couldn't shut down certain things. So I think they still have an ability, but Cleveland, I think it's just, Cleveland's going to play that they don't care. And so that could be an interesting thing when you have someone playing it, someone they don't care. Now the game I sort of jumped into quickly. Uh, six and nine Cincinnati at eight, six and one Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh at home in Heinz Field. Ben, Big Ben at home in Heinz Field. 14 and a half points favorites. Tyler Boyd is out for Cincinnati. Uh, it's Jeff Driscoll. Um, so, you know, obviously Pittsburgh has got to be looking at, you know, they don't really have a chance because they know if Baltimore wins that it's all over. Um, so how will Pittsburgh play this game? They're going to be at home. They're going to entertain their fans. Yeah, I mean, don't bet against the Steelers at home. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my rule <laughs> in general. And I mean, what was the spread that we had on this one? 14 and 14 a half. half. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's, a, <clears throat> that's what I saw. And I mean, that's a large spread. But yeah. to be fair, I think it's valid. Yeah. Um, the Steelers are going to be throwing. They're going to be running. They're going to be throwing everything because they know they have to win. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati are... Fairly poor at the best of times. Mixon has some talent as a running back for sure, <laughs> but with the loss of Boyd and the loss of AJ Green, their offense is really shut down. And Driscoll is is what Driscoll yeah. is. Um, so I have it thirty five ten Pittsburgh. Um, I'm I'm 
I'd be stunned if anything other than a Pittsburgh blowout happened in this game yeah. because they are trying to put the pressure on the Ravens. And to be fair, if you're the Ravens and you turn around at halftime and see Pittsburgh's up 32-3, to yeah. Lamar Jackson starts having some thoughts in his head like, oh, yeah. oh, we've, got to, we've got to drag this out. And like you said, yeah. does that encourage the choking philosophy? I, I think Pittsburgh will do enough to put pressure on the Ravens and it'll be up to them to, to, to work it out. Yeah, uh, I've got it forty to thirteen. Mm. I think it's just going to be a blowout. They're going to have to go, as you say, Juju Smith Schuster and Antonio Brown against this anemic defense. When you're losing Drake or Patrick and Perfect, you know that you're losing so much of your rush. So he'll have lots of time. They don't have a good secondary. He'll dissect them as well. Um, you know, Connor and Samuels might have a good game because they can't stop the run either. So you know they're going to be hitting them all over, but they'll be watching the other scores just to see how this game goes. All right, now we work into my game. 11-4 Chicago versus 8-6-1 Minnesota. Minnesota has been improving, uh, but Cousins still had a little trouble this week. He's going to have a lot of trouble this week. Um, and you wonder again, with this Chicago game, do you sit them after the first half? No, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because I think the Bears are going to win this game. Okay. I think the Bears will take a lot of satisfaction in knocking Kirk Cousins out of the playoffs. Yeah. And... I think the Bears will be okay saying, okay, yeah, we'll face Philadelphia next week. We'll yeah. take Philadelphia. We'll get you in and then we'll knock you out. It's how yeah. I see the Bears looking. Sure, yeah. Um, I think they suffocate Kirk Cousins. I think they try and run with Dalvin Cook yeah. and they can't because of the big guys inside, Hicks and Mack and all those guys. And then I think they'll try and throw it to Diggs and Thielen and they'll, they'll get some points. I think, you know, Minnesota's offense, when it's flowing, there's there's talent there. Um, yeah. But I just, I could see, I could see this game being won on a pick six from Cousins. And yeah, that's so, how Bears win a lot of the end yeah, of the games. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it, this is not going to be the case where every time I come on this podcast, I pick the Bears. But yeah. I am, I'm taking the Bears in this one. I'm taking them 21-17 okay. um, because I have belief that they will love being that arrogant team to knock you out of the playoffs. I would love them to win as well. I've got a 20-17, to 17, but for Minnesota, just because I think we're in No again. confidence in your own team? I do have confidence, but I think <laughs> we'll be looking ahead. I think it doesn't matter. Why, yeah. why injure somebody? You know, if, if these guys are going to start playing dirty, you start playing anyway, why injure Cohen? Why get Trubisky hurt? You know, why have anyone get hurt and ruin the whole season? Because you'll pull Trubisky at the half. You know, if you're up, if you're winning, yeah. or if you're keeping it close, I mean, you want to mess them around. We're not gonna, we're not gonna take them lightly, obviously. Yeah. But at the same time, make it tough for them. And but I think do a lot of different combinations and plays that they're just not used to. Um, but I still see it. Minnesota's favorite in this one. I think Chicago's just gonna sit off at the half. Now we've got the must-win game here for the Chargers. Uh, this big, obviously, a mass situation here. 11 and 4 charges, 6.5 point favorites over the 6 and 9 crappy Denver Broncos. Denver's at home, though. Denver's playing like they fell down a well and got back up. Um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Gurley look to have big games in this one. Um, and then you've got Lisa, uh, Lindsay out and Keenum, Case Keenum. You have Case Keenum. That guy just sucks. Yeah, I, I, Denver, Denver really crushed me by how bad they were against Oakland. Um, I wasn't expecting that, and you know yeah. when even when Denver's defense and special team that is so vaunted typically does a stupid play and allows Dwayne Harris to run a punt return back from ninety nine yards and a touchdown from the ground. Yeah, I mean that's just remarkable. Denver are not themselves. There's a problem somewhere in that situation. Um, I, I I think the Chargers take it comfortably. They have to win, like we said. Yeah. They'll want to put pressure on Kansas City, even though I think Kansas City will see it out. Um, so yeah, I mean I think I think the three headed monster of of uh, Gordon and Williams and uh, and Keenan Allen can can take care of business. Gordon didn't look himself last week, 
but that was partially to do with the Ravens just yeah. being you know so impactful on their defense. Um, but I have it thirty-one ten. Oh wow, charges. big blow. Yeah, I, I, I don't, with, with Lindsay out and with Case Keenum in, I just I don't see Denver doing anything offensively. And to be fair, I think the Chargers' defense is underrated. They put yeah. a lot of talent on that team. Um, you got Bosa, a lot of pass rush yeah. looking at them. I just I just find this one they'll be watching the other scores and I just don't think they're really they'll they'll get enough to win. They don't need to cover the spread. I think they'll win by four points. I've got a twenty four to twenty. Okay. Win it get enough to win, but not it's not gonna be big. I think they'll be just playing it safe conservative football. You're not gonna be going too much. You'll be up some some passes. Uh Denver just ruins themselves, but Denver again, they're gonna it's their hometown. They play well at home. It's gonna be cold, the air is gonna be thin, so I, I just have it as Denver. They just seem to do well in the holiday season, but not enough to win. Uh, 24-20. All right, 3-12, Arizona versus 9-6, Seattle. Seattle's going to get fifth or sixth place. Um, now, Phil, you, Pete, you'd think Pete Carroll would pull off and say, let's not play, but Pete Carroll's always said, you've got to keep the momentum going. I don't want to ever quit. Um, so they, they can choice between looking like Chicago or the Rams, depending on how they get through. All these things are messed up. How does this? How do you? How do you look at this game? Yeah, I, I mean, Pete Carroll's not one to take anyone lightly, and he's mm-hmm. going to want to. I mean, this is a division rivalry, as yeah. all these games are, you know. So I think Pete Carroll's going to want to want to put his foot down, and and I think Seattle take the five seed. I, I think if you're Seattle and you're looking at it, I think you'd rather play the Cowboys than the Bears for me, yeah. especially oh, away yeah, from for home. Sure. Especially away from home. Yeah, you don't want to go to Chicago. No, and as the five seed, I think. Seattle has a chance to beat the Cowboys, mm-hmm. especially with with what they've been doing with Wilson. He's got the experience to play that Dallas defense and give them a game. Yeah, um, I really like Chris Carson and the running game for Seattle. I think he's been he's been doing nice things. Um, so yeah, I think this is fairly straightforward. Twenty eight thirteen. Okay, Seattle. Um, oh, just slightly over the over under and, and covering the spread. I've got a twenty eight to ten. Ooh. Same kind of thing, uh, but Seattle is just going to bump them. Arizona is going to be looking ahead to the next season. It's Seattle at home. You know they're going to play well for their fans. Okay, then we move to the next the, the last nine o'clock games before we get to the one twenty game, which they flex to one twenty or eight o'clock now, which sucks for the people in the UK. <laughs> San Fran four and eleven playing plucky football versus twelve and three Rams. Rams favored by ten points here. Um, uh, sorry, yeah, Gurley's is uh, so you got uh, L.A. is um, not really had a lot of rest, but they the, they're trying to push through it forward through. They're going to get second place no matter what, really. Uh, San Fran's playing fuck you football. Um, Mullins is playing all right, but Breda's out. Dante Pettis is out. Kittle's in. Yeah, I mean Kittle is is really their main offensive yeah. weapon right now, and you know I think he himself is playing the the fuck you football really. Yeah. He's, he's ruined my season and various other people's. Um, but no, he's been fantastic for them on on the 49ers side of things. I think the Rams will win this. Um, and to be fair, I think they're just probably too good. Though they could. Yeah. You've kind of got me worried about them pulling people now in in that discussion. I I have it thirty one seventeen Rams. Yeah. Um, but you might make me regret that one if they start pulling people. Um. I, I, to be honest, if I was them with how well C.J. Anderson played last week, I might not even risk Gurley. Yeah. I might just hold Gurley out and play C.J. Anderson, but then he yeah, did I mean, a really he's, good job last week. He's weekend, back. You want, I think you give him a few snaps. <clears throat> but I think Gurley, you know, I'm going to back into it, but not get hurt. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I think they're going to pull a lot of guys. A lot of these scores are just so, you just don't know what's going to happen. You get a little lead, they watch all the other scores, and they just pull people yeah. and start doing things. So the unders, will be, as you say, will be very big this weekend. A lot of the scores I'm picking are based on them playing yeah. full games. But those will change, and you can use something like a bet fair or something like that to make the in-game play and bets. Um, I've got it thirty to twenty-six, only just because mm. San Fran keeps things close. Yeah, they love the West Coast. Uh, Kittle will be playing. Mullins is playing really good yeah. football. The defense has been stepping up. The Rams just need to win. 
They just need to win, but they don't need to, to destroy them. And then we move to our final game, <clears throat> the game that got flexed until 1 a.m. Sorry, people in the UK. Hope you can take New Year's uh, Eve day off, the Monday, because um, that's when this game starts, at 1.20 in the morning. 9-6 Indianapolis, 9-6 Tennessee. Uh, Mariota went down early last week, which affected the game with a stinger. Um, they've just signed Austin Davis, which will be interesting. Uh, will it be Blaine Gambert? Uh, doubtful. Uh, Indianapolis defense, oh, holy crap, they've been playing some good football. I mean, for everyone else, for everyone's sake, I really hope Mariota can play. Yeah, because he's I, the only deep ball threat. He, he just, he, he'll make the game a more interesting game. And yeah. I, I agree it's annoying that we have to stay up late to watch it, though I like the fact that they flex this one to be a standalone. Yeah. Because with everything else that happens, nothing affects this. It's yeah. as simple as if you win, you're in, and if you don't, you're out. Yeah. I love the fact that there's a, there's a situation where if this game ends in a tie, yeah. Pittsburgh sneaks in. Yeah. And that would be incredible. So sure. if, if we get to a stage where Pittsburgh need a tie to get in, I might throw a couple pounds on a tie just, just to excite the game for me. Um but I, I, I have Indianapolis winning this. Yeah. I think Andrew Luck is just better than yeah. whoever the opposition quarterback is. Um, I have it 27-21 for okay. Indianapolis. Um, I think it will be close-ish, but I think Indy will, will win by roughly a touchdown or so yeah. in the end. Um, I'm really excited to watch this game. I will stay up to watch it Good purely because... If, if you want me to get invested in a sporting game, just make there be stakes. If yes. there's something involved, whether it's a semi-final or whatever, if there's something that is clearly tangible that anyone can sure, understand, yeah. I'm excited for it. And so when you say, if you win, you carry on to the playoffs, and if you lose, your season is done, yeah. it makes every single play exciting. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm going to take Indianapolis. I will be taking Indianapolis, too. I've got them to beat them. Luck has never lost to Tennessee whenever he's played them, so I don't see him ever losing in this one. He'll pick them apart. Uh, their secondary has been falling apart. Their run defense has been pretty good. But Indianapolis is just going to have too much for them. They've got too much to play for, and Luck is going to play for too much. 33-20, to 20, I've got in this one. I will not be staying up. It'll be 2.30 in the morning <laughs> in France when this comes on. And uh, I will watch it when I get up in the morning with a croissant and a very mm, strong coffee. Good for you. I know, right? <laughs> and orange juice. And Down probably a really way. bad red wine hangover. But, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. So I know uh, this weekend, if you're going to look to watch the games, look, Greenwood Sports Bar is going to show. they got a late license, so they'll be open to 1230 to show them. They won't show the late game, but sometimes uh, the Princess Alex does. Uh, but they'll be showing the late games as well. You'll be watching the games this week. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, I, you know, it's it's always a bittersweet moment reaching week 17 because it's the end of the season to an extent, and you have yeah. to wait, you know, another nine months for it to come back. But then the playoffs are so exciting, and I, I think this could be a really interesting playoff season if you like. Yeah, it, it is. It is open. I think the Saints have an obvious advantage with their home field and the way Breeze has played this year. I would love to see the Chiefs go all the way, but it, it's going to be really interesting. I, it's it's more open than I remember it being for some time. And I, I didn't pick the Eagles last year, yeah. but you kind of saw the Patriots were probably going to make it. Yeah. Um, whereas this year, you're not as convinced by that. And I mean... Yeah. If, if I was going to make a, you know, a Super Bowl prediction, right, I, I, would, I, I would love to see the Chiefs and the Saints. Yeah. But I, I so, someone said to me earlier, you know, the LA, LA Super Bowl would be really interesting. That's the one I bet on. Yeah. And a Rams Chargers game, I'd be really interested to see. Yeah. And, you know, the questions about is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame guy, depending yeah. on how he does he need does he need a championship? 
I'd kind of like him to get one. I don't know that I see the Chargers beating the Rams, and there's a point, a part of me that just says, when the Rams are firing, they're too yeah. good. But then you go back to the Chicago and the defense, yeah. and do the Ravens cause a problem? And so, you know, what if it's a what if it's a Baltimore Chicago Super Bowl? I mean, yeah, that could be so interesting and yet could so be. inoffensive. And so, yeah, well, I mean, if Baltimore could make it that far, which I don't think they do, I don't think they have enough for the running game. Chicago, I think, is, would struggle as well to make it. They got some good tools, mm-hmm. but you know, New Orleans is going to be playing at home, and it's going to be very difficult to beat New Orleans at home, no matter what. I mean, they've only been they've been messing around now. He's been using all these undrafted guys. He plays with it as long as they got home field advantage. You know, home field advantage makes a big thing, which is why the Patriots always have done so well. You've got to go into Foxborough. It's tough. Belichick prepares for you. It's an intimidating field. Um, yeah, it'll be very good. Looking forward to it. Uh, Greenwood will be getting late licenses for the uh, playoff games as well. So that'll be the 5th, 6th, 12th, 13th, 19th. And then, of course, uh, the Super Bowl. So we'll have at least another five days of playoffs after this Sunday. Uh, so that's it for this podcast, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, share it, tell you all your friends about it. It's awesome. Nice. Uh, thanks for joining us, Callum. Thanks for having me back. We'll see how we do on our picks at the end of uh, this week. Good luck in watching, everybody. <laughs>